Professor Patrick Condon joining us now from the Faculty of Urban Design out at UBC. Uh, Professor Condon, good morning. Municipal elections mercifully over, but my gosh, lots of promises made in the past few weeks around Metro Vancouver, especially about public safety and transportation as they look at population growth. Let's talk a little bit about what the promises were said. Yeah, there's a lot more of that in the plan or in the rhetoric of the candidates, as it may be. And a lot of that is driven by the uh, infrastructure decisions that have been made about where the new SkyTrain line will go. And the city of uh, uh, Vancouver and the city of Surrey both have their extensions along those lines. Sure. And in order to justify those expenditures, they're imagining tens of thousands, literally tens of thousands of condominium structures to be built close to those stations. And my, my, my uh, comment on that is that while that's, that's a logical thing to do, mm-hmm. unfortunately what we have not seen associated with that is any, any degree of enhanced affordability. In fact, the price of that kind of tower housing and high-density housing, no matter where it is in the region, is become uh, financially quite out of reach for the average citizen. So that, that's become a problem. The bigger problem associated with that is that most uh, campaigns that we've just gratefully concluded, yes. uh, their proponents have suggested that, oh, with all these people coming, we really have to build thousands and thousands more housing units, uh, particularly in the city of Vancouver. That's, that's been the, uh, the clarion call. Yes. Uh, and partly, they say, or largely because that will make the prices go down. And unfortunately, there is no evidence that adding that out, those housing units to Vancouver is going to make prices go down or anywhere else in the region, for that matter. We're, we're, we're stuck in a cycle that really doesn't have to do with supply and demand housing units. And you also talked about this trying to change the mentality of some of these urban planners, Professor Condon, uh, from getting away from what you call the hub and spoke system where all roads lead to Vancouver because most of the growth going forward uh, is not going to happen in Vancouver. There's not a lot of room for it. So more growth is going to occur to the east of the city. Well, that's already happening. If you look at the annual growth statistics, for the region uh, in the city of Vancouver, it's less than one, slightly less than one percent, and trending down mm-hmm. in terms of population growth. That's even with all of the building that you see, all the construction cranes that you see. Where the real growth is, it might be less uh, obvious, is south of Fraser or to the east in the Lower Mainland. You get growth rates out there that are three times as great per unit population as in Vancouver. There's a lot of reasons for that. One was that long ago we committed to what was called the Livable Region Strategic Plan. That plan was promulgated in the 1980s based on the insight that because because Vancouver, the center of Vancouver, is surrounded by mountains and water and the U.S. border has substantial limits to uh, circumferential growth, the only way to grow was to the east, and to the east you have a number of water bodies that you have to go, so the bridge issue becomes quite uh, provocative. So they came up with a plan, uh, without boring your listeners, that uh, intentionally said there will be not one city center, there will be many. 
Uh-huh. There will be one in Surrey. There will be one in Burnaby. There will be one in Vancouver. There will be one in Maple Ridge, and there mm-hmm. will be one in in uh, Langley, for goodness sakes. Sure. I've missed one or two, but there you have them. And they were supposed to, because of these uh, geographic and uh, transportation and financial issues, they were supposed to absorb most of the growth. It turns out that that has been the case, and because no one can afford to live in Vancouver anymore, mm-hmm. more and more people are finding jobs out there instead of uh, struggling to get from Maple Ridge to uh, downtown Vancouver. Yeah. Professor Condon, during the election campaign in the city of Vancouver, there was only one mayoralty candidate, Colleen Hardwick, who proposed even advanced the notion of a rethink on the expensive uh, subway going west to UBC uh, down down Broadway. Uh, You are in favor of light rail transit as opposed to elevated SkyTrain style transit, simply from a cost of bang for your buck perspective. And with all that growth coming, as you predict and as is clearly evident south and east of the city light rail at a considerably reduced cost is going to make a lot more sense going forward but it's not as sexy a sell for politicians how quickly if ever do you think politicians are going to come around to recognizing the value of light rail well, I hope uh, they do it sooner versus later because the existing system we have is enormously expensive. People like it because they don't really understand how much it costs per trip to build and maintain that system. It's the most yeah. expensive system per passenger mile that you can imagine. And if if the issue is not getting people from Maple Ridge to downtown anymore, but rather distributing them more evenly throughout the region, if you have a hope in heck to have people use transit instead of clogging the, the roads and highways with their cars, polluting and, and wasting money. If you have a hope in how, heck of, of, uh, of uh, being able to afford transit for such a system, it may, needs to be at least 10 times cheaper than the SkyTrain system. And in my view, the light rail uh, system does that. Uh, those of your listeners who are lucky enough to go to either Melbourne or uh, Vienna, know that cities served, bigger cities than ours, served uh, on the surface with light rail, are wonderful places to be. Much easier to access that light rail vehicle on the street than to go down four flights to uh, the subterranean world of the subway. Interesting. Well, Calgary is a, a, a much more uh, a, a close, uh, it's a much closer, rather, uh, uh, observable uh, light rail system that clearly works for that crowd. Uh, uh, by the way, we're almost out of time here, Professor Condon, and I wanted to get your take on, on, on the projection of growth. For example, uh, in the next 10 years, they're saying that the population of Metro Vancouver will be uh, about 300,000 greater than it is right now, and we're already more than half the population of the province. Do you, do you, uh, are those numbers making sense to you, those projections? Well, they might be a little bit on the scary side, but I think, you, you know, you could say 200,000 on the low side and 300,000 on the high side. Okay. It's a question of where is it going to go? And uh, the, uh, the recent election in the city of Vancouver, uh, 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 the defeated uh, Kennedy, Stu- uh, Kennedy Stewart, Mayor Kennedy Stewart, uh, proposed that most of that growth was going to go in the city of Vancouver, for, for goodness sakes. Well, you know, maybe. 
that's what he wanted. He didn't win on that platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would ignore the fact that uh, the real growth appears to be, for whatever sets of reasons, either intentional or because it's organically simpler or financially simpler, most of that growth is south of the Fraser and to the east, or at least the, the highest percentage of that growth, and growing faster than the city of Vancouver. Absolutely. So that's why, that's why um, you know, the number 200,000, 300,000 isn't really scary to me, but it's a question that it, it seems to have clouded the, uh, the minds of many of our local politicians. Professor Patrick Condon, delighted to have found you at the School of Urban Design at UBC, sir. And there's a lot of people coming to our part of the world. Let's uh, keep this conversation active going forward. Great to have you on the show this morning, sir. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My pleasure entirely. Professor Patrick Condon from the Faculty of Urban Design at UBC. 756 on the west coast of Canada. It's an eight-degree cloudy Saturday morning. The news is next. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.